this is why I go back to the people need to read the manual. Because... other day i was driving and this is why i go back to the people need to read the manual because i watched the car in front of me not only pass me and swerve around me but then immediately cut to the right lane in front of a gigantic 18 wheeler and i was like sir do you know what you're doing yeah that's where I'm lucky, like, my, I, first of all, drove fr- trucks, so, like, I know how you, they don't stop, first of all. I was gonna say, and I was like, second of all, like, my dad was a tractor-trailer driver, so, dude, like, I, I was taught from a very young age, you don't do that. I don't even drive trucks, but I'm like, what are you thinking, cutting off a gigantic truck? I consider trucks like trains, and I remember my train training from middle school, where you're supposed to run diagonally across away from the train tracks. And I'm like, if a train takes that long to stop, how long do you think a truck takes? Because people are already crashing into other people in cars. Now you're going to go cut off that? Like, do you want your ass in your own windshield? Like, and I don't, I don't think people understand the severity of how much, like, trucks cannot stop. I make sure to leave, I put an extra long blinker before I move into their lane, and then I make sure I am at least a few feet. I can see in my, was it my passenger side mirror? a few feet in front of their truck before I move over. So this has always been my dad's rule of thumb. In your rear view mirror, you should be able to see their entire front end before you're going to move over. Not like regular cars. As long as you see like one light, you're good. Mm-hmm. You can usually move over one light and then you start to see the grill, you're good to move over. But like when it came to tractor trailers, my dad was like, you should always be able to see the entire thing in your rear view mirror before you pull in front of them. That means that you've given them enough time that if they have to stop because you have to stop for whatever reason, they have enough time. That's why I just like, it confuses me and I don't know what goes through people's minds when they just go cutting off trucks. I don't get it. I don't, I don't Like, do get you it. have a death wish? Yeah. No, they do. They one 100% you do. Because I just don't, I don't get it. I'm like, where, where is the logic? And like, I guess it's because I grew up with a dad who was a truck driver. So like, I'm. But I didn't. And I have. Yeah, the but you read the manual. View. Yeah, but it doesn't say like when there's a tractor trail. At least I don't think it does. I don't know. I don't think it does. It's been a while. Maybe they updated it, but it doesn't say like, hey, you should make sure that you look before changing lanes in front of a truck. I'm just like, big vehicle, big impact. Yeah. And a lot of trucks. (laughs) Don't squish. Yeah. A lot of truckers nowadays have the dash cams because they are getting to the point that like you're like cars are being so reckless nobody's paying attention everybody's too into their phones even though texting and driving should be a thing we we know we all do it at some point or another but like people are more prone to just be on their phone while they're driving all the time now and like these tractor trailers like i have a friend who drives truck and she they have dash cams so that way they can see and then they get called like they get calls all the time because people are like oh they're all the way up my ass and then it's like they pull up the, the camera and they're like well, yeah, you're literally, you cut her off. Like, what do you expect? Like, yeah, of course she's going to be up your fucking ass. Like, <laughs> do you have a complaint or no? Are you just going to be an idiot driving? Oh, you're just going to be an idiot driving? Then, like, we're done here. And, like, they just, like, 
There's no, like, there's no talk about it because it's, like, you were the dick. You cut them off. Like, you can't expect them to stop. Yeah, you know, they're going to drive slow, usually below the speed limit. They're going to take a long time at the lights, stopping, starting. Like, I don't think you want to put yourself in that position to be Mm -mm. in front of that. Mm -mm. No, not at all. People are more risky than I ever (laughs) would dare. Yeah, I mean, I drove fast on my way here today. Fast is one thing. Fast and stupid is another. Well, what does, uh, what is it, what do you consider fast? I've hit 95 before. Okay, I was doing 110 on my way here today. Oh my god. <laughs> I like to, well, it's straight road all the way here. I know, but I, again, I, I think we had this conversation the other night. I always think about the animals or something or a person that could just jump off into the road something could a tire could blow and roll off into my lane like i don't want to be going that fast and have to swerve yeah i just don't think i'd swerve at that point because if i'm going 110 if i swerve i'm rolling my car like there's no doubt so i'm saying i like drive like a granny yeah unless i'm late (laughs) which is all (laughs) I was going to say, so do you really? You want to drive like a granny. No, usually, okay, so I drive a little faster to work, and then when I'm on my way home, you make up for I it make by going sure under I the drive limit. the speed limit. And sometimes I want to go faster because I just want to get home, and I'm like, where do we have to actually go? We don't have anywhere to go. That's been a huge conversation I've been having with myself in the car. It's like, why am I speeding? And I'm like, because I feel like I'm all, like I'm always late, but the reality is I'm not actually late. I'm just later than my own standards because I like to be early to things. And I was like, if I leave now, I'll get there on time. But in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be late because I'm not five minutes early. <laughs> yeah. Just to be on time would be great for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready to take us in? I'm ready. All right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Hi, honey buns! We got it! Honey buns, loving it. Okay, okay. What are we talking about today? Journal prompts. Ooh. Okay, Not something I do very well. Yeah, which I thought this would be a great episode because it's something that I do, like, fairly often. Uh, I went through a huge growth period where I was doing it every day, if not multiple times a day. Um, But I've definitely weaned off on that. It's more, uh, like, when I feel like I really need to work something out for myself is when I journal prompt versus, like, before I was, I mean, I was working through a lot of shit before. So that's why I was doing it more often. But it's definitely not something that I do as often as I'd like right now. Um, but that's also because I'm not placing any importance on it like I was at once upon a time. Yeah. And then the, you bring the opposite perspective of, like, I don't really do this very often, but, like, journal prompts are cool. <laughs> I was going to say, you are a big journaler. You're yeah. like, I need to talk something out with myself. I'm going to schedule, like, some journaling from... And I'm like, you do that. Uh, I'm a very external or internal processor. Yeah. I enjoy writing, um, but I don't typically journal yeah. I just have conversations with myself, so I'm bringing that other side to it. Yeah. But I do have a Pinterest board of, like, to-do lists and writing prompts, so I have some, like, deeper questions in case I want to explore those options. Mm-hmm. I still don't think I'd journal it, though. Like, I'd... You'd just be more, like... Yeah, I think extra, I'd ask like, myself internal. the question. I like the idea, though, because then you could look back on it and kind of see the growth or where you're at, where you were at, and, yeah. like, how 
vast or different it could be. Yeah, that's really why I like to put it on paper because it's, like, one of those things where, like, I'll look... I usually sit down with my journals at the end of every year before, like, I'm going to pick my word of the year and, like, read through whatever I have and be like, oh, okay, wow. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm glad we worked through that because, like, ooh, girl, damn, you were going through it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then other things, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I said I was going to do that. All right, well, time to put it on the next year's to-do list. That sounds good to me. Um, but, yeah, I think I, lo- I love journaling. I, it definitely is something that when I am going through a spot in my life where I, like, I got to work something out, I'll turn immediately to writing and journaling. Like, today you were vacuuming and I was filling out my gratitude journal in your kitchen. I was like, oh, she's got to do that. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I have time to fill out my oh journal Oh, my gosh, now. it's a very that girl <laughs> thing. I always see it on TikTok, the that girl aesthetic where, you know, you mm-hmm. wake up, drink a glass of water, you sit in the sunshine while you're journaling in the morning, and I'm like, who has time? I don't. Not me. I make the time. And especially because, like, I'm usually the first one in at work. I will take that, like, I get everything set up for the day before everybody comes in. And then, like, once that's done, I'm like, okay, here's my little, like, five-minute break for myself to, like, okay, you've completed a task. Take five minutes and reset. And then I take the time to, like, either... Usually it's just my gratitude journaling. I don't do a lot of, like, actual journal prompts while I'm at work unless I feel like girl you stress like what the fuck is going on then I'll take a minute to do that but yeah um so do you want to give us one of your journal prompts well I guess I have a question first oh okay do you find yourself just journaling like your conscious thoughts or oh, do yeah. you usually pick a question like we're going to talk about some prompts no uh for the most part it's just like open-ended just like let me see where my thoughts go um especially when I, I'm really when I get really back into it I'll just give myself I start really small I'm like okay you have five minutes to just write whatever you're thinking on this piece of paper and like I usually just start with like a good morning and that just gets the thoughts just like okay good morning and then I'm like oh yeah we got this we got this sometimes it starts as a to-do list sometimes it starts as uh you know reflecting on the day before sometimes it's what do you need to get done done today or what what feels important to you and then other times it's just like okay what's on your mind and so like for the most part it's just free journaling and like open thought about like kind of tracing my thought patterns and like what I'm consciously thinking and then I would say maybe 15% of the time is actually picking a journal prompt and rolling with it. If I'm really struggling, I'll open up the book and be like, okay, we're struggling this morning. Like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, okay. And sometimes what the fuck is going on is enough of a journal prompt to just get me going. (laughs) Seriously. And that's why I think I don't journal is because I am an overthinker. I'm constantly thinking about things. So to have to take the time to, like, sit and write it down when I'm just, like, already asking myself questions, like, why are we doing this? Yeah. What is this for? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it helps me to slow down, too, because I am someone who thinks very quickly and very, like, yeah, in succession. It's, like, it helps me to slow down because I have to put it on paper. And I can't write as fast as I think, so I have to slow down a little bit and be a little bit more, like, present-minded and, like, right there in that moment with, like, okay, how am I feeling? Like, what am I thinking? Is what I'm thinking what I actually want to be thinking? Or, like, do I need to work on the way that I'm thinking about something? Or how does what I'm thinking make me feel? Like, that? that's a lot of, like, just the process that I kind of go through when I'm journaling things out is, like, especially if it's something heavy, it'll be like, okay, what are we feeling today? And then it's like, okay, where are we feeling it? How are we feeling it? How is it showing? actually showing up on the outside? How is it showing up consciously in our thought process? Like, those are kind of just, like, basic things that I'll ask myself in the middle of journaling without any journal prompts. That's just my go-through, my run-through. I'm sure you find some, like, themes, too. You pick out the same words or just, like, underlying feelings. 
I really, I think the only minimal amount of journaling that I consider is when I do brain dumps because um, I was at an appointment the other day and I was thinking of a bunch of things that I had to remember and I was like, I don't want to think about remembering these things, yeah. let me get them out on paper. Yeah, that's why, like, for me, I always have a notebook on me or, like, lately it's been, like, my planner because con- people are like, oh, hey, let's do this, oh, hey, let's do that, oh, hey, and I'm like, okay, I need to write it down. Like, I put it in my calendar, but it lately doesn't work and I'm like okay I need to physically write it down because that has been helpful so everybody's different though in their own way right like some people are very digital some people are very paper some people are 50-50 like I'm a 50-50 I'm like half paper half digital and some there are definitely some days that physically having the opportunity to sit down and write in a journal is not something I have time for so like if I feel like I need it I'll just type notes in my phone to myself and like that is my form of journaling for that day yeah, I find myself being very digital. Yeah. Um, I do have some journal prompts. Of course, they're deep as shit, like yeah. myself. <laughs> so, I have a bunch of deep questions that I found that you can ask yourself. I really like this first one. Okay. Do I like who I am right now? Mm, that's a really great question. I liked it because it brings a lot of self-reflection, mm-hmm. and it's a check-in for yourself first and foremost and then you're like okay this is what I'm doing you can identify some behaviors that are happening and then you're like do I like that I'm actually doing that and I found myself doing that myself in an external process where I'm just talking to myself and I'm like why am I apologizing so much that was how I stopped apologizing and I was like I'm people are bumping into me and I'm like sorry yeah. And I was like, who who actually does that? Like, have I ever seen somebody on a movie screen be like, I'm so sorry, you bumped into me? Yeah, no. Most of the time they're like, the fuck? Like, it's always like the look back like, you fucking bitch. Yeah. yeah. So, like, little things like that help me. And I'm like, well, do I like that about myself right now? Mm-hmm. And I could say either yes or no and kind of go from there. And it really helps dive into where I'm at. Yeah. And what I might want to change or keep consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, you have one? Um, I do, but they these kind of go deep questions to ask, and then they go deeper and deeper and deeper. So um, the first one I have is definitely a lot lighter. It says, if you could travel to any era, where would you go? Ooh, I like that question. I like this question simply because it also offers me the opportunity to think about what era do I, like, if I had any era to choose from, what was the one I'd choose to be born in? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'd love to be born either, like, in the 60s so I could experience the 70s as a teenager. Greece and Rome, Athens, any, any point in that time frame, I would love to just be there and experience that because I'm such a Greek mythology nerd and I'm like oh my god how did this actually equate to like the way that they ran their lives like Greek mythology is something we read a lot about but it's never talked about in the same aspect of like how did Romans how did how did they like actually incorporate that into their everyday and then medieval times those are like yeah across the board and most of the time it's that way back when it's not oh the 20s would be fun but I don't see myself in the 20s I, I like the question, and I also like how light it is, because I think that journaling can go from very, like, easygoing, light, or even, like, fantasy, just helping you think about yeah other aspects, like what decade or right. era you'd want to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And going as deep as, like, really figuring out your life and why you exist. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why 
I wanted to do journal prompts because I think everybody gets the idea that journal prompts are this super, super deep thing. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that deep. Sometimes you just need to sit and write something out and just like escape. <laughs> and like, that's okay. What's your next one? When was the last time I laughed so hard? Ooh, I like this one. I think it brings that like spark of joy. Yeah, cause 100%. I think it could also identify like maybe you haven't laughed in a while right? And, and get some deeper meaning of like maybe I'm in a rut maybe I've been feeling like upset or depressed and like spark those feelings so you can work through them but it can also just be as light as like telling a fun retelling a fun story like I always think about the time when I was laughing hysterically on my couch because I was watching the end of Wreck-It Ralph and I there was just a joke at the end credits and I was rolling like tears down my face laughing for like 20 straight minutes my partner was looking at me like I was absolutely crazy but also started laughing because I was laughing so hard and it's just like a joyful moment when I remember it yeah absolutely absolutely I like questions like that because it also offers the opportunity to look at how often do you laugh and like who makes you laugh like who oh, that's makes a good you do the laughter that's a good point that's is it you like are you your source of joy which is also fine but like you know who brings you joy and have you been hanging around with people or been interacting with people that don't spark that joy that don't make you laugh so hard that your belly hurts or that you're crying so hard like i it makes you like evaluate who you're around and you're how does that make you yeah with. how does that make you feel right Mm-hmm. I like that. What's yours? Um, the next one I have is, let's see, these are light. I'm going to try to go a little bit. I like this one, but it can, de- and it definitely identifies like where you're at emotionally. What feeling do you experience the most? Because mm. you can ask yourself this question weekly and get a totally different response. See, I think for me, who's not a journaler, I would be very visual and I think there's other options if you don't like journaling I like doodling Mm -hmm. so I would make a pie chart Mm. and that might just be an easy way for me to say like okay you know 50% of the time I feel neutral Mm -hmm. and then maybe like once or twice a week I'm feeling like really happy Mm -hmm. or really sad and then I could put it into a graph and just be like hmm that's a big chunk. <laughs> yeah, like, hmm, how can we fix... Good or bad. Yeah, exactly. Good or bad. Like, how can we fix that? Or, like, okay, what's going on in my life that makes me feel like this? Like, why am I experiencing these feelings right now? Yeah, and it could just be, like, you could use the emotion wheel, even, mm. and be, like, start with the, the major ones, happy, sad, angry, um, and then maybe elaborate mm-hmm. on what type of deeper feelings they may be are they are you bitter are you disgusted are you jealous like what is it and then yeah you can go from there absolutely i like that one yeah i do too all right my next one is what would i truly regret not doing if i died tonight this one's a little morbid it is a little morbid but but i like this because it goes back to a previous episode where i mentioned like why are we taking into consideration so many other people with what we do with our lives? And I actually would throw this to my partner as a question that I think that they should journal about because they were just telling me about, you know, I'm worried that, you know, they're disappointed in me. And I was like, but are you disappointed in what you're doing? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it helps you like evaluate like your life. And as long as you're making yourself happy, because I said that too, I said, at the end of the day, you are the only person that can disappoint you. Mm-hmm. 
And as long as you're living your life happily, that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. So, I like yeah, that. that's a that's a good question. I do like that. All right. This one is, is there any order in nature or is it just chaos and chance? This mm-hmm. is one that just like makes you just think it's not really, it doesn't, I shouldn't say it, it isn't personal because it can get personal, but like, it just makes you think outside the box and kind of like disassociate, if you will, for a moment. Is there any order in nature or chaos in... Or is it just chaos and chance? Mm, that could bring a fate question as well. Mm. So another different type of prompt. Yeah, absolutely. I just like that one. I think it's just fun. I think it just gets you, you know, if you have been overthinking something or a problem or, you know, really just like maybe even like a little hard on yourself or just experiencing things. You're like, oh God, I just don't want to think about this anymore. It gives you that opportunity to just step outside yourself and think about something that is totally unrelated to what you might be either struggling with or, or going through. I think you nailed it on the head. Some questions are just for like that escapism, but also can just help you find your own views and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This next question is, what were the top three lessons I learned the hard way? Ooh. Difficult question to answer. Probably pretty hard to start that prompt on paper. Yeah, for sure. But I think it can be helpful because you're going to look at the more difficult parts in your life. Maybe you were really disappointed, Mm -hmm. um, upset with how you handled the situation, or it just didn't go the way you were hoping for. Mm -hmm. And even if you didn't think you learned a lesson, it might help you evaluate and see, oh, well, there actually was a lesson I learned during that experience even if it was painful or even if it was like unpleasant at the time yeah and that could be anything that could be a job a person a heartbreak mm-hmm. anything this one I like because this one goes kind of along your telling your spouse you're the only one that can make you disappointed this one says are should be and would rather that's just kind of where it starts that's the journal prompt. are should As, be yep and would rather So how would you start the prompt? So you'll make three columns, the R column, the should be, and the would rather column. So the R is what are you doing? Then there should is what should you be doing? And then there's the what would you rather be doing column. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that is a really good one, similar Mm -hmm. to my question. Yep. I yeah, it, it defines your expectations of yourself and what other expectations you might think that are coming from others. And mm-hmm. I think if you did make that list, I would put that at an extra column that says, like, who is telling me that I should be doing these things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely makes you think because um, it says it, it. the hint in this one is if you're doing too many should be tasks and not enough would rathers, chances are you're going to feel a tiny bit of re- bitter or resentment somewhere or to someone. That's what I was thinking. If you write down who the people are that are saying that you should be doing these mm-hmm. things, and then maybe you can have a, a, a follow-up prompt for yourself about, like, how you feel about it and how you feel about that person influencing that much of your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I really like that one. I was like, oh, I use this one a lot when I feel like I'm, like, like I'm doing too many things that aren't bringing me joy. I'm like, why am I feeling like I'm in a rut right now? And I'm like, R should be rather, let's do it. Like right now, put it out, see where you're at. And then I can be like, 
Oh, and I'm like, here's this giant list of would rathers, and I'm doing all these fucking should be. It's no fucking shit I'm not happy. Like, I would rather be doing all of these other fucking things. And it puts that into perspective of like, okay, am I doing these because I, I'm obligated to do them? Or am I doing these because, no, like, I, I, I need to get them done because it, it gives me a good outcome for myself in a personal aspect in any way. Um, and I just, I, this one also makes me think to a conversation I just recently had with my boss. And she was like, when you run a business, she's like, there's never a time where you don't have something to do. So you just have to pick the fact that you're just going to have to let shit go. As someone just starting their business, that was the best piece of advice I could have gotten was someone telling me your to-do list will never be done. So pick the things that you can get done and choose your rest wisely because you're going to need it. And I was like, damn, thank you. (laughs) All right. You got another one. This one's pretty deep for me. Okay. Am I enriching other people's lives with what I do? Mm. I said this is deep for me personally because I, whatever I'm doing in my life, I hope that at some point it is helping others and enriching other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it may be. Maybe that's my personality. Maybe that's something I do for my job and my free time. And I think it just really helps you identify if you're enjoying what you're doing as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and if it's something that you value, like, enriching other, enriching other people's lives, that's going to make you more happy in the long term, right? So it's like, okay, if I'm doing, if I'm answering this question and I find that I'm doing a lot of things that are enriching other people's lives, like, okay, how is that also making me feel? I feel like that's almost like a two-part question. Yeah, and I think it could go in the sense of just really looking into your relationships, like, Sometimes we do tend to be a little bit one-sided and really only thinking about what we're doing and what how we feel. And mm-hmm. sometimes you got to stop and take that second to say, what am I doing to enrich other people's lives? Right. Even if that just means you're being a shoulder to cry on or being empathetic in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's your next prompt? Circles of loves. So Ooh. I like this one because it offers me the perspective to see how often the things that I love change because my loves do change often like hobbies or just like what I'm interested in in the moment what am I like totally obsessed with right now like it offers me that opportunity to see like wow okay like you're not gonna love the same thing forever like you can but the reality of that is probably not very accurate so doing these little circles of love like really helps me to like bust into that and it you literally just make a circle on page you write loves in the center and then you write all the things that you love inside the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very simple and it's very just like gives you a perspective on like, okay, what do I love? And like maybe also like what have you not been doing that you do love to do? That's true. I thought of that question more in a sense of my being because I, I've been having this complex question of what I want to do with my life and mm-hmm. what I actually want to do for a career and I've been asking myself like what do I do in my day-to-day that I actually enjoy doing yeah absolutely and putting those on paper or in your head and out, out to the world can help you be like okay well I do enjoy you know sewing or binge watching Netflix maybe I could start a blog about movie reviews or shows I enjoy like yep. it just might help you identify what path you might want to take absolutely my next prompt is must I take other people's advice so I like this question because it's a sometimes must. 
Yes, and I think Sometimes that that is my answer for that. <laughs> I think that might be the que- the answer. Like sometimes is a good response, but it's the must. Must I take other people's advice? Oh, and I... would it be all the time? Mm-mm. That's why I said sometimes, because it's like, yeah, I think at some points, can I take other people's advice? But like, will I not hear it? Sure. Must I take their advice on something because it probably is going to benefit me? But like, am I in a capacity to hear it? Probably not. I w- and, and if you said yes to this question, I would ask yourself, why must you take that advice? Mm-hmm. Because is it benefiting you and your life and what you actually would rather be doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bringing it to the other question. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really like that question because I, for me, I'm like, sometimes, like, do I think that I should be taking other people's advice sometimes? Yeah. But like, can I always hear it the way that it needs to be heard and the way that like it needs to be applied? No. And that's why, for me, like, I don't always read the same book. Like, I'm never reading, like, I read seven books at a time because I have to bounce because I'll learn something in one book and I have to take the time to absorb it and apply it and then I can go back to that book. And in the meantime, I'm like, yeah, well, I still have, I, I like, still want to read. So, like, what can I read? And, like, usually it's something else, self-help, just because I enjoy those. And then it's like, oh, okay, now I'm learning something else. And then I'm like, oh because I started learning something else, that last thing I was trying to apply, now it really, now it really makes sense, and I can apply it, and then go back to the other book. See, that's why I reread, is because sometimes Mm. I take away something entirely different, because I'm not ready to process what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I've read the book, The Four Agreements, and there's, like, there's, like, four things in there that you should do about life, like, how you should go about life, and I'm, like, the only one that I could take into account at the time was being less judgmental. Don't judge everything as soon as it comes up. Think it through and judge it later. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. That's all I could hear. The second time I read it, it was like about acceptance. Like you just have to accept how things are sometimes. And I was like, okay, there's, that's that letting go of control piece. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. All right. Okay. And like, I haven't read it again, but I'm sure one of the other four agreements of life will fucking pop up and it will be either one of those, or maybe it will be. And I have to find it in a different aspect of my life. But yeah, mm-hmm. even past like self-help, cause I don't typically read a lot of self-help books. I will reread books at different points in my life. Like mm-hmm. a book that I may have read as a young adult versus the adult that I am today. And I, can either look back and be like, wow, I really related to that. I still relate to that. Or oof, I related to that at one time, but now that's not, that is red flag on the play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not a cool move. One of the other ones that I like, and I use this one most of the time in um, business. This is like a big one that I do use in business. It's not usually personal is the five, four, three, two, one. Which is? So you do... You take two pages. Well, they have you do, like, work and personal, but I usually only ever do the work one. But it's two columns at the top, work, personal. And each column, there's five rows. There's five years, four months, three weeks, two days, one hour. Mm. Five, four, three, two, one. Interesting. So in each of the rows, um, place your goals for those time frames. So in five years, what does your goal look like for your work life? Like, I always do it at business. Like I said, I can set it for personal, but for most of the time, it's business. Present-minded me could never. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, yeah, this is this is very, like, big picture. But it's kind of like, okay, what do I see myself doing in five years? Okay. And 
How in the next four months can I help myself get to that five years? Okay, well, I want to hit these three goals in the next four months. Okay, well, you have three weeks. What can you do in three weeks to hit one of those goals? Okay, well, now in two days, what can you do? Now in just an hour, what can you do to hit the thing that you want to do in two days? So it's like building blocks. I like that. Yeah. The little steps. Yeah, exactly. It really helps you to like see how you can work it out in that more present moment for that five-year goal. All right, what is your next one for us? This one is a little heavy. It's would I lay my life for some, lay my life down for somebody? And that could be very literal as in like would you die, protect, go all out for somebody mm-hmm. or would it just mean like letting go of the life that you currently are living in order to have a life with somebody, somebody else? else? And what you're willing and willing and not willing to do for somebody. Mm. Very, like, in the moment. It yeah. may change as you go. Oh, my God. I feel like it'll change all the time. Because, like, think about... I love the interview with Ryan Reynolds where he's like, yeah, I, I used to say that, like, I would take a, a bullet for my wife. Now that I have a child, no, my wife will be in front and she will be the shield to protect our child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, who you would lay your life down for is going to change. Mm-hmm. Like, he always makes that joke. He was like, I would literally use my wife as a human shield if I had to, to protect my child. And I'm like, yeah, well, that changed. At one point, yeah, his wife would have been the thing he laid his life down for. And now he's like, no, now it's the child. Like, you're, yeah, and, your priorities change. Yeah, especially over time. Absolutely, especially over time. And that person can be you. Would you lay your life down for you? Mm, interesting question. Mm. Prompts a lot of thoughts. Mm, Absolutely. I think this other one was, it's similar, but more within you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I worthy of being loved? Ooh, that was on mine. I skipped over it. I was like, that's a little tough. I'm like, I get it. It's very tough. I was like, I get it, but like, oof. Yeah. Prompts a lot of inner thoughts, self-development. Yeah therapy (laughs) yeah for sure for sure absolutely because it's definitely gonna bring up those moments of like okay if i don't feel like i'm worthy to be loved like why don't i feel like it and that could be a big question mark (sighs) absolutely a daunting task to think about 100 percent. this other one that i have is called the five whys which i have definitely talked about before but i don't know if i talked about it on this podcast or another one um but it's just called the five whys so basically like You start with, like, the big question of, like, what is, like, most important to you, I guess, essentially. The example is, what's the thing, like, what's the big mile, what's something in your life you want to accomplish or something in your life you want to do? So, like, this example is, I want to double my salary this year. Okay, great. Why? Oh. Pay my bills. (laughs) Because I want to travel more. Okay. Now why? Because I feel stuck where I'm at right now. To have financial security. Okay. Why? So that I can live my life and do the things that I want to do and still have my bills paid. Okay, why? <laughs> so that I can enjoy life with the things I like doing. There you go. There's your five whys. Because at the end of it, it's about your enjoyment. And then, like, for the, for this one in particular, it was, like, I want to double my salary. And it was, like, because I want to travel, because I feel stuck where I'm at right now, because I am doing work that I don't enjoy much, because you don't get to just make money by doing what you enjoy, and then why the last one is work is supposed to be hard and not enjoyable. Um, right? 
and it's like no work should be also enjoyable like you should in some in some retrospect enjoy what you do right like yes yeah so that's why I was like this one I definitely take more is like the you know work route but you can 100% apply this to like a personal thing that a personal almost like circumstance that you're trying to work out for yourself you're like I want this thing but I don't understand why I want this thing like is it something that I actually want or do I feel like I want it because of society standards Mm -hmm. and I know that like I've definitely done this a few times even like and it gets to the why, and I'm like, oh, because society told me to. And I'm like, oh, yep, fuck that shit, I'm out. <laughs> like, not doing it anymore. So, yeah, that's okay. I do like that one a lot. I feel like it's very the inner child also. Mm. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Yep, 100%. Uh, we're just going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. We have a couple more prompts here, um, and then we're going to go over some alternatives as well for journaling in case you aren't the person that's like pen to paper. So my next prompt is, how do you treat people who can do nothing for you? I like this because it kind of shifts your perspective outside of yourself, um, and you know, someone who's offering nothing to your life, like how are you spending your time around them and treating them? Hmm. Are you indifferent towards them? Are you treating them with some resentment for because they might be doing something or because they can't offer you anything. Right. And it kind of gives you that self-reflection about how you're treating others. Oh, absolutely. And I think it kind of brings it back to that whole, like, how are you enriching other people's lives question, right? hmm Yeah. The next question that I have is what obstacles are you currently trying to overcome? Mm. I like that one a lot. There's always obstacles. Yeah, absolutely. There's always something you're trying to, like, work out for yourself, whether it's personal, it's work-related, it's emotional, it's physical. Like, oh, hey, like, this thing is bothering me. Like, how do I go about overcoming this obstacle because, you know, my knee's bothering me today or whatever. Like, it can be – it doesn't have to also be super deep either. Nope. So. I just happen to really like deep questions. Yeah, no, Absolutely. All right. My next one is, why are you worth knowing? I like that one. Yeah. I think, it, again, it t- kind of takes you outside of yourself mm. and to think about how, why other people are in your life mm-hmm. and, and why you're worth knowing them and yeah. why you're worth knowing. Yeah, absolutely. I like that one a lot. On a lighter scale, you can have questions from light to deep, but... You can also use journaling as a way to learn your beliefs. Sometimes Mm. just writing out, like, random thoughts that you're having that are your opinion or your hot takes. Or maybe they are, like, your religious beliefs, your spiritual beliefs, your political beliefs. That was Um, one of the questions in here from our last episode, and I was like, ooh, we already went over that. (laughs) Yeah, you could get very deep with it, but just having those little bits of thoughts, even if it's just bullet points. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they might help you identify how you're feeling and also bring up points of conversation. Sometimes I bring my own beliefs or opinions into the conversation as a good starters yeah, absolutely. to a conversation. Yeah, it's better than that small talk shit. <laughs> I, I have a look up this guest because I hate small talk. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, what's your next prompt? Um, I like this one because I think it's just, it's one of those that you can throw out there and just like, think about and it, it, this to me is more of like a discussion starter than like more of a journal prompt it says can a society live without law and you and I kind of discussed this in like one of our hot takes I think I think it was hot takes 
we discussed how we're like, oh, like if, you know, if everybody could live forever, would you just start, like, would murderers just stop killing people? And would people that don't normally kill people kill people? <laughs> that is still a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this this kind of goes, like, side by side with, with that is, can a society live without law? There is actually a place in the United States that there is no laws. They haven't disbanded yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully. There is a lot of murder. <laughs> there is a lot of murder. And they just get away with it? Yeah, because there's no laws. I have so many questions. How do, you, how do you, like, live next door to your neighbor knowing they murdered somebody? <laughs> I don't know. And they won't get punished. Because isn't, like, the entire life, like, consequences? Like, action and consequences? Right, and then so to like, take consequences out of the equation. Oh, that's such a good question. That, but, that's a, good but that's question. forced consequences based on somebody's view of what a law should be and what a consequence well, actually is to, to somebody. Well, to be the majority of people's right. for your consequences. Right. But majority doesn't mean that everybody agrees. Mm. See what I mean? It's already a good conversation starter. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, this is a good one. You want to do one more each, and then we'll get into ways that are yeah, for other sure. than pr- journal prompts? I think I have two, so I'll okay. put them together. Okay. Or and you can just do both. I, I'm good. I, I liked all the ones that I picked so far. So you can just do both of yours, and we can wrap it up. I have, is there something you've dreamt of for doing for a long time, and then mm. why haven't you done it? Um, I like this one, too. What would you like to change about your family? And mm. then I have, what are you addicted to? Oof, I answer that. I ask myself that question all the time because there's a song that in particular talks about like if it's not drugs then it's if it's not money it's drugs if it's not drugs it's alcohol if it's not alcohol it's sex it's, it's some, yeah sex or something like that like it, she like talks about all the addictions she has and like she's like if it's not one it's the other and like I don't know why I ha- I'm addicted to all these things like it's a song that I've listened to and it hits me hard because I'm always like yeah because like if it's not caffeine like I'm drinking a shit ton. And if I'm not drinking a shit ton, I'm fucking doing drugs. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, see, I like this question because it can be multifaceted. Like, it could be used for finding the things that you are addicted to and maybe not in the best way. Right. But also it could just really help you identify what you like or truly love to do yeah. and, and want to be addicted to. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I enjoy and I'm addicted to helping people. Right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. <laughs> I am addicted to soda. Not going to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, I like that question a lot. It gives that um, vastness of, like, you know, what what do you like and, like, what don't you necessarily like about your addictions? I think so I'm sure we all have some that we like and we don't like. Like, you could be addicted to Pilates and, like, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, no. So, yeah, no, I definitely like that last question a lot. I think there's one other question that I just thought of, because there's a question here on my list that says, if a, a crystal ball could help to, could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Mm. Which I think is a good question in itself, but I think my question would be, if you could see the future, would you look? No. See, I think that could change for other people because some people want to know, like, the rest of their life and how it's going to turn out, know the ending to the story, and I'm not that person mm-hmm. either. I don't flip to the end to read the ending of books. Like, I, like, no. I can't. I'm not, I'm not about is it. Is it the journey or is it the ending? Yeah. 
Like, I know, like, we all die. That's the end. That's a great prompt in itself. Right? What do you believe in after right. you, you pass away? Yeah. Like, at least, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's death. Like, the end is dying to me. Like, but that doesn't mean that, like, it ends forever. It just means that this experience ends at dying. And that's that. What is the afterlife? Right. So, yeah. There's so, so many I, like, questions. Yeah, I'll, there's so many good journal prompts. And I think... I think the other thing that I would push people to do is take your journal prompts into discussions because you can learn so much about someone just by like being like, Hey, so I was like writing this journal prompt the other day and it asked me this. Like, what do you, How many like, conversations have we oh, started just on those alone? I know. It's the weird thoughts that we think of, not necessarily even just the journal prompts. Yeah. Our, some of our relationship is just asking like, Hey, did you ever like think about the fact that you're thinking about thinking? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just silly little questions that like, also started a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. And I do agree. I think you should take some of your journal prompts. Journal prompts are going to be for yourself. Oh, and 100% personal. And may stay just within you. But some that you feel comfortable sharing, offer that view to somebody else. And then also get the feedback from what they think when yeah. they answer the question. Yeah. 100%. I think perspective, like, getting other people's perspective is something, like, you and I, obviously, we enjoy very much. I'm addicted to getting other people's perspective. Right, right, absolutely. But, like, that brings in, like, and it doesn't even, it's not even, like, uncomfortable when you ask these questions. Be like, hey, so, like, I did this journal prompt the other day because, like, I'm doing these journal prompts. And, like, this was the question. Like, what do you think? Like, whoa. Now you're going to get someone else's perspective after you've already written your own. And you're like, oh. Shit. <laughs> Takes you outside of yourself and, and gets another view. And sometimes that can help you unlock the, the questions or maybe the confusion that you might have had or or you get that, oh my gosh, light bulb. Yeah. Wow, it all makes sense now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So some alternatives for people that don't love pen to paper. Uh, I would definitely say photo or video type of journaling. Mm. Some people just live, like, through TikTok, and they live and they record little bits of their lives or thoughts that they have, questions that they want answered, Mm -hmm. and that can be its own progression, and that can be a form of journaling and and self-reflection, expression. You have doodling for the more creative types. You know, think about when we ask our kids to draw pictures and how it could mean that they're, like, a sociopath murderer in the future or, like, really cute and and have other views. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes pictures say a thousand words and and what you draw can be a reflection of your life. So that is another one. You can keep it light, too. You can do just the doodling where you're just like, I'm a little angry stick figure and (laughs) I need money. Like, you're drawing money signs. Like, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, scrapbooking is another one where you just put together, like, different vibes, photos, mementos that Mm -hmm. you like. Uh, do you have any alternatives for someone who doesn't necessarily love journaling? I think... I think just doing something with your hands and allowing that free thought is something that I, like, really encourage for people that aren't, like, super into the pen to paper idea. Like, give yourself that opportunity to have free thought and just pay attention, like, watch where your thoughts are going and what you're doing and, like, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm a big, like, either meditation or internal-external processing. I do a lot of internal processing where I'm asking myself these types of questions and just really thought-provoking and and trying to dig deeper. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have that, like, inner monologue conversation with myself and see what the results are. 
or external where I just need to like get it out loud because sometimes saying things out loud Mm. even if you're by yourself like I'll be totally alone and just say it out loud and then something clicks for me and I'm like that either came off really well or really bad yeah yeah absolutely no I I 100% agree yeah, sometimes when I'm writing essays, that, that's why I kind of got the external process. I'm be, like, reading my my essays out loud and be like, oh, there's a typo. Oh, oh, wait, that doesn't sound, that didn't come across well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last two that I can think of would be voice notes, which is along the similar lines of, like, video or photo journaling. But, you know, you don't have to share your voice notes with anybody. You can oh, just no. record, and, and then maybe you listen back, whether that's right after you record it a couple days, a week, a year, five years later, and you have that reflection, and you can take what you might out of whatever you said at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then music. I love music. <laughs> it is my bread and butter. I love anything audio. just really, like, hits my keys. <laughs> and music can be its own self-reflection. Sometimes you don't have the words. Sometimes I struggle to even have or comprehend thoughts that are, and feelings and emotions that bring up and bubble up for me. And music can express in a way. I really align with lyrics. That's why I, most of my music, you'll see that there's like a story, an experience, mm. a feeling that is omitted when you listen to it. And sometimes that can be its own form of self-reflection and journaling. And that's what journaling is. It's mm-hmm. just self-expression really thinking about what you're, what's happening, your feelings, how, other people's feelings, and really just taking it all in. Yeah, I like the music journal one only because I have my, like, I have my lo-fi journal, like my lo-fi music playlist. I have my, every year gets a playlist so I can see the songs that, like, I'm either, like, they may be songs that are on all of the other previous years of playlists, but I'm just so addicted to that song, it ends up back on every playlist. Oh my gosh, yeah. Think about if you did reflect each year after. Oh, I do. Like, the fourth, usually New Year's Eve, I listen back to the whole year. I don't necessarily listen back each year, but I think it'd be interesting. Like, what if one year you had a heartbreak, and so it's a bunch of, like, heartbreak, boy, girl hating music, like something like that or maybe you had a lot of rock and heavy metal because you were really angry about mm. what's going on in your life or you just have like really happy vibe chill music because mm-hmm. you were just trying to enjoy and live in life you know that sunshine burst music there's so many types of music which is already its own version of self-expression and so looking back on the, the songs that you intertwine in your life is just another way yeah because i can listen to songs and certain songs will like spark a memory and i'm like right oh wow i was a sad girl back then when i was listening to the song and now i'm like now i'm like vibing and i'm like oh i got to change that story that's cool i like that like yeah 100 percent. like i can tell you like listening back to some of my old playlists i'm like oh girl you was going through it i'm like a shit bitch I'm like wow wow okay well good to know we were, that's where we were at but yeah 100 percent. i love the music journal that's a great one I really like that one. Uh, do you have any others that you can think of? No, no. The voice notes was like the last one that I had really thought about. And then you're like, voice notes. And I was like, yep, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> All right. I think this was a fun episode. Definitely prompted a lot of questions. Mm. Again, I'm not planning on putting pen to paper anytime soon, but these are questions that I do ask myself in my like 
at least once a week live. Yeah. Um, so it prompts a lot of questions and self-expression. So whatever method that you choose, I think it's a good way to get to know yourself and others. Absolutely. And how you interact in the world. All right. Follow, rate, like, and subscribe. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at tabletalks.podcast. I hope you guys have the most amazing weeks and dive a little deeper.